Pull up a seat, snuggle with your dog, cuddle with your kitty, put on your headphones as you nuzzle with your horse. You found Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. This show is for those interested in empowerment, empowering you to know what you know about your animals, the world, and everything in between. Now, here's the host of the Dr. Andy's World Radio Show, animal facilitator, Dr. Andy Harper. Welcome, welcome everybody to Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with myself, Dr. Andy, here on Inspired Choices Network. How is your world doing these days? Um, what are you up to? Um, how much fun are you having at home? Um, what has shifted and changed and what are you excited about? Um, and what are you creating and what are you looking at? And I'm trying to change the energy on purpose. <laughs> I do want to welcome everyone to my world, which has always been a little different. And so I welcome back um, those that have been listening, and I welcome all the new folks. And we are going to talk about spring fever today. The itchy owies and bugs, oh my. Uh, we have done a little switcheroo on some episodes the last couple of weeks because the energy, um, we follow the energy around here um, on Dr. Andy's world. and. It was not being very congruent. It was not lining up, and it wasn't going to flow, so we moved some things around. Um, and I still got the sense that we are going into spring, and since kind of the one thing that has been encouraged is to get outside away from people, and how many of us take our dogs with us, right? Um, it's actually a lot more irritating to walk my dogs because now there's dogs everywhere. My dog, Walker, is not too pleased with all the dogs everywhere. It's making her job harder. Um, and how lucky are we that we get to um, spend this time with our animals and get outside um, and enjoy the planet um, a little bit more, the world that we do have here that is now also taking a pandemic pause with us. So today, spring fever, itchies, owies, and bugs, oh my, um, we are entering season of the itchies, the owies, and the bugs. Um, do you get frustrated with the lotions, the dips, the potions, the powders, the pills, the sprays? Um, does that actually even bring any relief for your fur babies? All right. We are going to talk about, hold, wait for it, people, wait for it, worms and parasites and allergies. Oh, my. So exciting. Isn't everybody just so excited? Um on today's Dr. Andy's World, it is April 3rd, um, 2020. I am live if you are on Inspire, and I'm on Inspired Choices Network. And if I'm going to send the energy out to the world and remind everybody energetically to head over to InspiredChoicesNetwork.com, you can listen live and you can join in the chat room um, where my fabulous giggly producer, Keisha, and I are constantly um, writing back and forth to each other, and we would love some more interaction from whoever's out there. All right, spring fever, um, itchies. So how many of us um, have already decided, commented, proclaimed, now is the time for my and or my dog's allergies to flare up? So we're going to clear all that, all those rejections, expectations, separations, judgments, and rejections that you 
have placed on your animals and yourself, but in, on your animals about their allergies, and this is the time, can we destroy and uncreate all that? Times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyond. So that is a process from Access Consciousness, one of my um, most favorite things um, that I get to play with on a daily basis. Um, I absolutely adore access and I absolutely adore consciousness and how much more consciousness can we have on the planet, um, especially now. And when you decide something or you proclaim it or you project it or you say it, you essentially create it. So, and we, we get, and it may not even be you're not even aware that that is what is happening. You may not even be aware that you actually have even said that to your husband, your kids, you, you know, you, your friends online or whatever. And everywhere you're expecting these allergies to kick up now because it's in the spring, let's destroy and uncreate all that energy, times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and meows. And that is the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement. Um, and you can find out more about that at theclearingstatement.com. Dr. Dane here will take about 15 minutes, explain it all to you. Um, he's very nice to look at. You'll enjoy the whole experience. If this is new to you, go over and check that out. Um, and in Dr. Andy's world, when we, when we play with everything, when we play with energy and we play with um supplements and we're going to play with what your vet would choose and we're going to play with what you would choose. We play with all of this to create what's going to work for everybody involved, including your animals. And that's where empowering you to know what you know about your animals is one of my, this is a very significant, greatest missions um, for people to really step into with their animals. And so one component of it is the energy. So when you decide this is what's going to happen, this is what you're going to see. This is what you're going to get out of yourself and out of your animals. Um, I have been playing with this energy and and changing it. Um, Little Miss Molly Brown, and see, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to clear the energy. Every July starts to chew herself. And everywhere I've decided that that happens every July, can I destroy and uncreate it all? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. That's how you use that to change the energy around something. And if this has been years. She is now eight. I believe. She's only six pounds of fury is what we call her. She is in charge of the pack. Um, she She's in charge of the big 75-pound Doberman. Um, no matter what he tries to tell you, it, it's not true. And about four or five years ago, she decided to pretty much take off all of her skin, her hair, and turn bright pink. And she was really digging around her eyes. And what that looks like in this reality is my, uh, we, there was, there was no reason for her to get mites. She hadn't been anywhere. She hadn't been exposed. We didn't have any, um, other, dogs in the house, you know, like fosters or anybody from out of state because mites are not that um, common here in Colorado. And 
I was researching and researching and researching and researching. Um, at the time, she did end up in a cone, the cone of shame, um, and that helped. That limited what she could gouge out of her eyes. Um, we did do um, Benadryl um, at that time. And I actually did some tramadol, which is a pain med, which seemed to give her the greatest relief. And I did that for a while, along with um, removing all of her food, going just to a goat's milk diet. That did not change anything. Giving her intestines a complete break, because um, the same cells that are in the guts are on the skin. They are intimately, intimately, intimately tied together. Most skin stuff comes from the gut. Keep that in mind. Um, we and, and that wasn't helping, so I put her back on her food. She was very happy about that. Um, she was like, I'm so hungry. Um, and if you uh, look into Answers Fermented Goat's Milk, it is a complete meal. So she was getting all the nutrients she required out of that. She was just would really rather have her meat. Um, so that gave me a lot of information. Didn't help Molly, but it gave me a lot of information. So everywhere you discount, oh, that just didn't work, rather than, oh, I got a lot of information from that. That was great for that purpose. Now, what else do I need to go looking for? Or what do I need to, what other questions do I need to ask here? Um, and, and so, So that was that's how I try to I try to direct try to steer my clients towards is that was a lot of awesome information. Okay, next. Um, I actually bought a I did buy it. I bought a sulfur shampoo that was going to kill whatever was on her. I never did use it. It's probably expired. It's probably sitting. In, I'm like I just the energy on that. I just could not. This did not match oh my gosh, you turn over and you read the ingredients and you read the warnings, like use in a well-ventilated room. I'm like, for what reason would you put that on a body? Um, so I have it. Never been opened. Um, don't even know if it's any good. Uh, and I found a dip. Um, it was boric, borax. It's borax. You buy it at the grocery store. What else was in that, Miss Molly Brown? She's actually laying here with me today. She's all cuddled up in her bed. Um, water. Oh, hydrogen peroxide. Um, and that seemed to give her some relief. And you actually dip it on them and you leave it. So luckily, this is summertime. Luckily, we can do this outside. And it really, 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 really strained our relationship because I was doing all the dipping about every three to four days and she was getting pissed, um, hiding from me, running from me. Um, it, it was hard on our relationship. Um, and it's really only been like maybe the last year that we've kind of come um, circled back around with that. Um, it was rough. And that helped a little bit. Um, and then we finally just wrote it out, really. Uh, the uh, other thing I considered and I never did take another step with it was doing a round of prednisone, a steroid, to reduce all that inflammation. Which I'm actually, if the energy matches, a pretty big, 
proponent. I really actually like prednisone when it's required short term. Yes, pred has all of these horrible side effects, right? She's going to pee a lot. She's going to eat a lot. Um, there can be endocrine disruptions in the body, thyroid, pituitary, all of, you know, endocrine hormone disruptions because of the steroid and it goes into all those cascades with your hormones. It's a really simple explanation. Um, and I never just entered following the energy, just never took that step. And then she stopped at, I don't know, the first we pretty much, we are big, big cheerleaders for the first freeze of the season. And then she stops. And so on the off season, that's where the magic happens. That's where you do a lot of work. That's where you check for leaky gut. That's where you check for, you know, and you build up that gut biome and make sure that's healthy. That's where you... Go and do your BICOM and other energetic medicines out there. That's where you do all of that so the next season isn't as bad. And the next season, and everywhere there has to be a season, can we destroy and uncreate it all, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, puck, all nine boys, shorts, beyond, is less intense, and it was. And the season after that's less intense, and it was. And then last year, I she didn't even start till like September in the first freeze here in Colorado because we're so lucky it was mid-October. So we had a really, she was only in the cone maybe a handful of days. So how cool is that? And this has been a journey. This is not, I, I this is not give me a magic pill and make it go away, which is if you function from that, can we destroy and uncreate all that times a gazillion? Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, beyond. And that's not a wrongness. It's just not what I choose for myself or my animals. And so you have to be aware of what's going to work for you and them. And if you just want a pill so it goes away, you don't have to deal with it and you don't have to see it and you want the easy way out, choose it because that's what's going to work for you. I went down this journey. Um, I used, I did use some medications, right? There were some, um, quote, unquote, real medications in there. And then, like I said, the real work came in on the off-season for her. And we did. We did Bicom with Aunt Sue here. She's um, unleashed energy here in the Denver metro area. Um, and when you're in dis-ease, the, the frequencies are off. And she has a machine that evens out those frequencies and changes the dis-ease in the body. Um, changed up supplements. Uh, I don't remember everything I've done. It's been years. Um, and I've had Pac, all my points of view, that when July shows up, she's going to have her allergies again. Everything that is. Time for gazillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boy, shorts, yes. But what I cannot control is my husband that keeps bringing it up, Right? Can't control his energy on it. I can ask him to not project that on her, or I can clear the projections after he says something, um, which is a contribution, but I can't control him. And I also suspect that there's, there's a vibration, a, even a cellular vibration to the anniversary to, it's like the body actually also remembers. And so we also do run some body processes um, during the time she's itchy, actually all the time, I'm running body processes on all my animals, and she has um, 
she's a smart girl. She lays next to me all night, and I'll usually turn on one of the access consciousness body processes and run it on myself and her all night long. So how much of a contribution has that been over the years? A shit ton, right? But is there an actual protocol I can give you? No. Every animal is different. That's why we ask questions. That's why we follow the energy um, for that specific animal. So that's a little bit on itchies and, oh, yes, yeah, a little potent creator tater. Um, and she is a little tater. Uh, so that's a little bit on itchies. Some other things to look at. Um, and gosh, we could go into meds. Um, and I have on other shows. If we have time at the end, I'll go into a little bit of meds and um, some of the bigger reasons I don't choose to go that route instantaneously. And what if there's a time and a place for everything? On that note, let's take our very first break of the hour here on Dr. Andy's World on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe, and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado, check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's World a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back or forward, whichever way you'd like to go. I generally like to go forward uh, into Dr. Andy's world. Um, today's show is spring fever, itchies, always in bugs on mine. So the first segment, I went over a little bit of a itchy journey um, with my little Miss Molly Brown. Oh, did I actually tell you? I have no idea what makes her itch. And you know what? I don't care. And that drives people nuts. Uh, this this um, reality is so 
stuck on if we can give it a name and we can properly tell you what is wrong with you, we have done our job. That is not how I function. Um, in my world, um, what can we do or be to change this? I don't even care what this is. I really don't. I know it's hard to believe and it's so hard for my clients when they really, really, really want me to tell them exactly what is wrong with their animal. Because um, if you are new, I for the last 17 years, my um, primary form of income was I was an animal chiropractor. I'm a certified animal chiropractor here in Colorado, in the U.S. And, oh, they would want me to tell them exactly and how much and and, and how bad and how wrong their animals' bodies were. And I, 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 I'm like, ah, they're a little stiff here. Let's change it. I don't know why. I actually don't care why. Let's see what we can do and change here. What can we do and be to change this? That is my target all the time with everything. Um, and whatever this is, I don't actually really care. Drives people bonkers. So, yeah, I actually do not know what... Um, makes Molly Brown itchy. And everywhere I'm assuming she's still going to be itchy this year, can I destroy and uncreate all that? Times a gazillion. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyond. That. How cool is that? Uh, so I had a question up here. Ah, ticks. Ticks, ticks, ticks. Keisha. Fabulous question asker. Um, where are you at? Somebody else just logged into the chat room and moved it on me. Uh, where is the tick question? Where? Uh, there's a lot of tick-related disease. Is there a lot of tick-related disease or just dealing with ticks in some areas? Um, I know um, Keisha's in Texas. I'm here in Colorado. We're both in the U.S. Colorado uh, has little deer ticks, which we are very, I'm so grateful for, and we are very lucky that don't generally carry disease here. I don't know what the tick population is like in Texas. I know when you head up into Illinois, Minnesota, and into the East Coast, um, you have a lot of, lot more ticks, and they tend to carry Lyme disease. Um, I have had, yeah, you get those big, fat, round ticks. Well, yes, we have the little, little deer ticks that they'll get big, fat, and round once they um, gorge. I think, oh, I have a funny tick story. I might have to share that on my Facebook page this week. So if, if it dawns on you to check out Dr. Andy Harper, I'll put it up. It's a pretty good funny tick story. You know, you don't get too many fun tick stories now, do you? Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, those big fat round ticks, especially when they start to fill up with blood. And what they do is they bury... Oh, they're that gross. Keisha says they are the size of green peas and some are like lima bean size. Oh, that's gross. Um, <laughs> everything that is size again. I didn't to great at all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, fuck, all nine boys, shows kids. Okay, I'm going to ask Keisha to put in the chat room for me. Um, do you have high incidence of Lyme disease or other diseases in your ticks that they transmit? Bugs like to be vectors. They like to um, bite one critter that maybe has a disease, like oh, a coyote or a fox or a deer or something like that, and then hop on um, a plant, and then your dog runs by, and they grab onto the dog, and then they bite them. And that's how the disease gets transmitted. That's also a very simple 
um, explanation of that. Anyway, I have found ticks on my clients. When I am hands-on and they have longer hair and I feel a lump, I always dig down to look at the lump. And most of the time, my clients are like, you look at that every single time we're here. Well, I forget, right? And every once in a while, those lumps have legs and bodies and, and they're a tick. And it's it's a glorious thing. And you can't just pull them out because you don't want to leave the head inside inside because they'll burrow their whole head in. Um, what actually works really, really well is an essential oil like peppermint. Um, that's going to burn a little bit. Um, Purification, which is a Young Living brand. Um, lavender. And, and what the bug does is it'll simply just back out. Like, oh my gosh, what is that? And then you just grab it and make sure you, I actually flush it down the toilet because they're pretty hard to kill. Um, and so I have actually done that. The dogs actually have not seemed to mind the peppermint, and the peppermint's the one that um, talked about the most, but those little bugs mind it, and they'll back right back out. Um, there, if you can get the tweezers or um, a little forceps and pull the head out, you can do that. Make sure you get the head. Um, there's a whole thing about maybe matches. I, that's makes me a little nervous. We want to be something that's going to be safe for the animal too. So um, a couple things to do with that. Like I said, here in Colorado, so lucky we don't have a lot of um, disease transmitted by our ticks. But like I said, if you live on the East Coast in the U.S. and depending on where you live, and a lot of bugs and itchies and always are all area related. So what would it take for you to really educate you yourself on what your area has as a quote-unquote bug issue for your animals? Um, I think a lot of people, we have so many dogs in Colorado because it is so much easier to have a dog here. Um, the amount of bugs that we do have is minimal. Um, the amount of disease from bugs is minimal compared to your warmer states, California, Texas. Um, the East Coast, it gets so humid. Florida, um, bugs live year-round there, right? Uh, but if your dog happens to have had a tick attach itself in the East Coast, up in Minnesota, those areas that are Lyme disease infested, there are tests for Lyme disease. They are very, very, very inaccurate, either positive and negative. Um, your veterinarian will probably tell you that. And there's other tick-borne diseases um, out there. Um, Arizona has one that I'm blinking on the name. Um, and so Google your area. Google tick-borne diseases and see what comes up. Educate yourself on what you need to be aware of and what are those signs and symptoms. And when you're dealing with Lyme, the signs and symptoms for yourself and your animals are very vague, diffuse, intense, all over the board. A lot of times we see um, roaming joint pain. That seems to be pretty prominent in the dogs. Like one time the elbow hurts, the next time the ankle hurts, the next time the hip hurts. And okay, that that's very odd in a dog. People can have a type of arthritis that does that. Um, dogs don't do that that often, so that's very tick-borne disease goes pretty high on the list with that. All right. So, but you can get a lot of information um, from Google. You can. Um, now, sifting through all that information, that's where it's like, okay, what is true? What is not true? How scary is this information? What does this big-ass word mean? 
yes, I get that it can be overwhelming. So what if you found the Dr. Andy in your area that could help you go through that stuff? And maybe that is your veterinarian. Maybe that's your canine massage therapist. Maybe that's your neighbor that has, that has a knack for going through this stuff. But what if you take charge and you empower yourself to know what you know about your animals and the area and the bugs that you all are living with? Everything that doesn't allow that to occur with total ease can we destroy it and uncreate it all. Right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pock, all nine boys, short, and beyond. Um, Keisha also asked about fleas. Ah, fleas. We don't have fleas in Colorado. And yes, we have a little bit of fleas, but I'm so, 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 so grateful that we don't. Um, <laughs> He's just like, seriously, I like, seriously, we have very little fleas. We've had more lately, mostly because dogs from Texas and California move here with them. Um, and usually, like, we don't even have fleas in, like, our animal shelters in our clinics, right? Like, it is amazing. Like, I'm sure the shelters and everything in other parts of this country are infested. Um, occasionally, people will see a flea. But we rarely ever have an infestation of fleas in a home, in a yard, in bedding and stuff here in Colorado. Um, amazing, right? And, but we do have lice. We have animal, we have dog lice, which is not transferable to people or other animals, which blows my mind, right? Um, you still have to clean your entire house like you have lice, like a vacuum, dryer, clean all the bedding, the dog needs to be, um, washed and or treated, um, but but they're not transferable. So, you know, there's worse bugs on the block, right? Um, actually just had a client, she had to cancel her appointment. Her very, oh my gosh, his hair is like six inches long. He's a Melmute wolf mix and he is gorgeous. And she's like, yeah, the groomer just found lice on him. So I'm not going to come over today. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great since I see the animals in my house, right? Yeah, I don't want that in my house. She goes, he goes to doggy daycare. Um, and so he was, she had been lax on doing the DE on him and essential oils. DE, diatomaceous earth. You want food grade, not the stuff you put in your pools. Food grade, you can buy it on Amazon, easy peasy. Um, and you can dust your animal with it. Be careful. You don't want a lot of it going in their lungs, so maybe outside is a good place to do it or really close to the skin. You can actually dust your lawn with it if you are having lice or a flea issue. Um, they can eat it. I do, I feed the DE to my, my pack about every three months or so. And what it does is it slices through the exoskeleton and kills the bugs that way. They just have to walk through it or they just have to come and contact it in, into when the animals eat it. Um, it's cheap, it's easy, it's non-toxic, but once you are infested, like this dog was full of it, she had, she chose to go with the pesticide product that goes on the skin. And there's a crap ton of those. So if you're doing Frontline, you're doing HeartGuard, you're doing, I don't even know all of them. Uh, those are pesticides. If you have a word that says side on it, it kills the bugs. Homicide is murder, right? So any kind of pesticide is murder. Um, just And I do 
everything I can do not to feed or put on my animals a pesticide. So if I can keep everything at bay with other things, that is what I'm going to choose. If there's a flea infestation, most likely your essential oils may not be enough at that point. Okay, um, but even though your dog readily eats the heart guard because it tastes good, that is a pesticide. Actually, it's probably a couple different pesticides and a dewormer, I believe. Um, and it, the big one is ivermectin. Ivermectin will kill it all, including all the healthy cells in your dog, too. And it's a neurotoxin. Um, I was looking at getting into that a little bit more today, and then I'm not sure if we're going to get to that. I need to take a break and come back. Um, and then, yes, let's get into mosquitoes really quick um, and and snake bites. Um, Oh my gosh, this, this show is jam-packed. So let's take our break. We'll be right back to, I can do this. Be right back to Dr. Andy's world in just a moment. Did you know Dr. Andy travels the world facilitating classes, empowering others, and talking to the animals? From Chicago to New York City to California to Texas, Europe and Australia, while spending a good amount of time at home in Golden, Colorado. Check Dr. Andy's schedule at accessdrandy.com. If you would like Dr. Andy to come to your area for animal sessions or classes, contact her for the possibilities at accessdrandy at gmail.com. Thank you for making Dr. Andy's world a part of your life every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Dr. Andy's World Radio Show with animal facilitator Dr. Andy. To participate in the program, call us in the U.S., 815-880-8255, Canada, 613-800-8736, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email by sending to accessdrandy at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back and forward to Dr. Andy's World here on Inspired Choices Network. Um, this is segment three. We usually go into what is coming up in Dr. Andy's World, and that is a bit of a mystery. <laughs> Magic, miracles, and mysteries at the moment, um, because most of what we had um, on the schedule has been um, rescheduled. Haha. <laughs> just as most everybody else during this pandemic pause of unpredictability. Um, so I may touch on that, but let's continue on our bugs. Um, on our bugs. I love bugs and itchies and snakes and, okay, fleas. We were just finishing up on fleas. I know Colorado has very little fleas, but we do have canine lice. That's interesting. Um, a lot of this stuff will be in your follow-up email. So if you are not on the free membership email list, I'm, I'm, I'm going to recommend, I'm going to ask, I'm going to point you that way to get on that list. And you can do that at drandysworld.com or on my Facebook page, Dr. Andy Harper, or you can um, scroll down on the podcast page and there'll be a link there too. And then you'll get the follow-up. Um, I'm also going to include a couple articles from Dogs Naturally Magazine which is my go-to. 
because I want to look up worms. If I want to look up heart guard, if I want to look up raw feeding, I go to Dogs Naturally Magazine. Dana, um, that's her baby. She has created it. There's a magazine. There's an online magazine, and it is amazing. Um, and I actually just did her raw roundup over the weekend and got some more pointers about feeding raw and some other very interesting tidbits. She she is doing a fantastic job of getting the other information out there. That's not just um, filtered through our traditionally trained veterinarians. Okay, please. Uh, Keisha asked about fleas again. Oh, and carrying the coronavirus. Um, a lot of what we are hearing in the news is not new stuff when it comes to microbiology and how viruses and bacteria function in the world. Um, and coronavirus is not just COVID-19. It is a huge family of viruses that are generally species-specific. Generally speaking, if your cat has a coronavirus, um, I believe FIP, maybe FIV are coronaviruses, they can only give it to other cats. Um, I'm not sure of a coronavirus off the top of my head that dogs do get, but they don't tend to pass it on to anything else but other dogs. Now, fleas are a huge vector when it comes to, like, picking up disease from mice and then actually, you know, then getting onto our animals. Now, where it all lands with this, I don't know. Um, but generally speaking, if your flea has a coronavirus, it's most likely going to stay with that or not even be. I wonder. I would have to look. I wonder if it's just mammal-related, too. I'd have to do a little more research on that. But it's not like, like we don't transmit our colds to our dogs, and our dogs don't transmit their kennel cough to us. So most viruses are species-specific. Most bacteria are species-specific. And there's very few that are zoonotic, which means they cross species. Um, the big one is rabies. That is the one that crosses species very easily and is deadly most of the time if it's not caught. And we've done a really, really, really great job of eradicating that and managing that. Um, so it's not um, a very common thing either. So how does it get even better than that? Okay, so a little bit on what I do know, and it's not much. So again, you know, let's all go look it up. Let's go see. Why not? Why? What's it going to, you know, you're just armed with more information. What does that hurt? Um, following anybody and everybody else's point of view might get you in a little bit more trouble than getting armed with information that's going to work for you. Just my point of view, take it, leave it, whatever. Um, okay. Owies. I had snake bites under owies really quick and... If you have an emergency kit, like you do hiking, you do walks, you do runs, you go for bike rides with your animals, your dogs, I guess maybe cats not so much, but you know, and you have that emergency kit put together, a little vet wrap, um, whatever the hell else is in it. Um, I read something on Facebook last year from a veterinarian, and it was so like, oh, that energy matches so dynamically that it was so awesome that we have rattles 
rattlesnakes here. Um, and he was talking, I think he was out of Florida, but he was talking specifically about rattlers. And if your dog gets bit by a rattlesnake, is you pour um, a bunch of liquid Benadryl into your dog and go to the vet. And he goes, I don't know why it helps, but it always helps. Cool. I can do that. So now I have a bottle of liquid Benadryl, and that's what goes with us when we go for hikes. Because dogs like to have their face down, and where do they get bit? A lot of times is in the nose. And there's actual snake, um, rattlesnake um, aversion dog training out there, too. There's actually classes that you can take in the spring. I don't know where you find them. We have them in Colorado. They probably have them everywhere where they will train your dogs to move away from rattlesnakes. And there's different techniques to that. Um, most of the time, it's um, I believe it's a shock collar um, technique, which might get some people's feathers in a ruffle. But um, would you rather them learn not to get bit or, you know, Take it, leave it, look it up, but there is actual training out there, too. Jennifer asks, what else can we use for fleas besides that is all natural? Is there any word on flea medicine? Yeah. Um, you could do, oh, yes, besides diatomaceous, yes. You could do diatomaceous. You could do a lot of essential oils. Um, and you can just pick up a book and start picking some. Lemongrass, peppermint, pretty much all the essential oils bugs don't like so they are going to be a deterrent um and they will not be that attractive to your dog and it's safe for the dog and it generally smells better than like deep woods off um and you can actually feed the animals some of the essential oils if you have a really good eater and they don't mind it so that now it's inside and now they're really going to be unattractive to biting bugs of all kinds um, and so, but like I said, but once you have an infestation, that's a bit of a game changer. So if you can keep on top of um, repelling them with the natural stuff, you, you, you know, how cool is that? All right. And that's what I choose to do. Um, I do a lot of essential oils on them. Sometimes if we're going to be out camping or whatever, which I don't do very much, not my thing. I will actually feed them the essential oil so they become really unattractive. Um, I was actually on a, <laughs> Keisha's asking me about breaks and I'm on a roll, I'm on a roll. Um, so yeah, well, I don't know, Keisha. Um, <laughs> she's gonna follow my lead. How did I get so lucky? <laughs> um, I was camping once I had um, Jack's, my black standard. He was recovering from IMHA, immune-mediated hemolytic anemia, so he was really sick. He was doing pretty good. And him and Mo, um, I was feeding them purification, which is a young living oil, and I was putting it on them and spraying them down. And it was hysterical because they would be sitting in the grass, and you could, it was like a movie. You could see the bubble of bugs over them, but they wouldn't land on them. Um, and then we were with some good friends, and they had two boxers, and they used deep woods off on their boxers, which I don't, it's not something I'm going to do. And they were, you could tell because of the little boxer hair, they were so bitten up because they had little bite marks all over them anyway. And the bottom line with bugs, worms, um, viruses, corona or not, bacteria, all of that, is we have an immune system. 
And if you have a really healthy immune system, you can fight these things all off, including the worms, including mosquitoes not wanting to come by your animals or you. And that comes back to diet. Your raw-fed um, dogs with minimal vaccinations are going to have an immune system that can handle all of this stuff, especially if you just get um, a bump it up a little bit with some DE and some essential oils. They can handle it. So what it, will it take instead of depending on finding the fix for the problem, actually being in your knowing and preventing it with, you know, supporting the immune system with diet and what you can do before you have a problem. And everything that doesn't allow that to occur in this reality and beyond, we destroy and uncreate it, times a godzillion, right, wrong, good, bad, pod, pop, all nine, boy, shorts, and beyond. Heartworm. Heart, the vector for heartworms is your mosquitoes. And I actually went looking yesterday because I wanted this one piece of information for people. And again, I am lucky, 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 lucky to live in Colorado. I do not live in Texas. I do not live in California. I do not live in Oklahoma or Florida here in the U.S. where it is hot year-round and these bugs don't die. Our bugs die here. They die in Montana. They die in Chicago, Illinois. Like, they die for a part of these seasons. Um, so I am lucky, lucky, lucky. So I'm going to read this off, and then I'm, I'm going to explain it. For heartworms, this is for heartworm only, the average daily temps um, remain at or below 62 degrees from late fall to early spring. So if that average daily temp remains at or below 62 degrees from fall to early spring, it is insufficient heat accumulates to allow the maturation of infective larvae in the intermediate host. Okay. English, Andy, English. If it gets below 62 degrees on average, the mosquito cannot incubate the larva of the heartworm. So even if when summer comes you have mosquitoes, it is a higher unlikelihood that they even have heartworm in them. They cannot actually incubate the larvae. It's temperature related. Okay. We also do not have a lot of mosquitoes here. So for what reason do veterinarians do year-round heartworm preventatives in the state of Colorado or those states where it gets to, you know, 20 below, where there's snow, where all the bugs die? I'm going to say it is really beyond me. It really is. Because even if the mosquitoes show up in the summer, they will not necessarily have the larvae, okay? Now, you live somewhere where that does not happen, that's a different story. If it's warm most of the time, year-round, you have mosquitoes year-round, you have those vectors around trans transmitting heartworm. Now, from the moment the larvae gets injected, and they can, let's say the mosquito eats a coyote and then comes and bites your dog, that's how it gets transferred. Again, it's our vector. Um, so once uh, the heartworm larvae get deposited in the dog, it takes six months before they become adults. And actually, 
I'm running really low on time here, folks. Um, I think what I'm going to do, cause this was awesome. This was also in Dogs um, Naturally magazine on what if we just tested instead of doing the preventative for heartworm and how that actually could be cheaper and what the timeline is and how to do your testing um, to be pretty accurate. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to hop on Facebook this week and go into that there. Um, and so head over there to Dr. Andy Harper's page, follow and get the notifications, and then you'll know when I'm hopping on the air, and we'll talk about this too um, and get into that. But I don't, my personal choice with my pack is I do not feed my dog heart guard or a pesticide for heartworm. Okay, my personal choice and my knowing on what's going to work for my animals. You have to get to that place with you and your own animal. Okay, with that said, I also live at a high altitude where it does not get um, warm enough, long enough for the mosquitoes to incubate the disease. It's actually a larvae, but we'll just go with disease. Um, and if I was traveling to uh, California, Texas, one of these warmer places, I might look at it. I might look into other things like Hawthorne that would possibly support the heart. We could support the heart. Again, I have raw-fed dogs that I'm going to use essential oils on to keep those bugs off of them in the first place. And I, um, I know that they have an immune system that would be able to handle it. Okay, so that's what my point of view are on this. Um, yes, heartworm. Let's do that. I'm, I'm kind of talking to kind of talking to you guys. Um, we'll get on, and we'll actually like what how you could use testing rather than the preventative, and how you can use that to your advantage. Um, and I do test. We do test for it. And actually, there was, I read somewhere, um, a holistic veterinarian just assumes that all dogs have heartworm larvae. Um, and it's only some that um, are debilitated enough to um, allow that larvae to grow into adults. And it's the adult worms you have to worry about. Um, if your immune system, if the dog's immune system is handling all the larvae, that they are being exposed to, that's what your immune system is supposed to do. And I can tell you, I we've come here in Colorado, when I moved here 20, almost 30 years ago, oh my gosh, don't tell people, um, almost 30 years ago, Colorado was kind of a white state for heartworm. Like we really didn't have any. Um, and then Katrina hit. And that was how many years ago now? 15 years ago, I think. And we got a lot of dogs in um, with heartworm here in Colorado. And um, my skepticism comes out, and then I believe the big pharma took advantage of that and then, like, turned our state red because now we had all this heartworm here. It was not organic. These were dogs that came up with it. And dogs cannot transfer heartworm dog to dog. That does, that's not how that works at all. And so they've 
you know, capitalized on the fact that then all these dogs here with heartworm. And we do get a lot up here from Texas, um, too. So the, it is present here. And if those dogs are here and we have a mosquito that bites them and then bites another dog, that's how it tr is transmitted. Um, but all the dogs I know here that have grown up here, that have lived here, that have gotten heartworm, were on heartworm preventative because it does it is also debilitating to that immune system because it is a pesticide that you are giving your animal every single month for their entire lives, or at least that is what is promoted currently in this reality. Oh, gosh, I have so much more on heartworm and heart guard and my choices with that and what's going to work for you and your animals. And we're just about out of time. And we didn't even take that last break. Um, next week's show, yeah, you'll have to catch me on Facebook this week for the rest of that information. I've got more. Um, next week's show is Conscious Carnivores, Being the Dominant Predator. I love this. I love this topic. It's so much fun for me. So um, come and check it out. That's next week here on Dr. Andy's World on Inspired Choices Network. I am live 3 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, which is 5 p.m. Eastern, um, and that is April 10th. Um, if you are, I am inviting you, if you are so inclined to head over to my website, drandysworld.com. Um, I have a facilitation special up there. Um, you can check out under sessions, or it's going to be up there soon. <laughs> and I'm doing a global animal magic session with you and your pet on Tuesday, April 7th at 1 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. We will get some posts up on Facebook. You will get an email about how to join in that. In that. Um, this is my very first one. It's a gift. We're going to play with it. We're going to see what happens with it. And until next time, oh, I got 30 seconds. Hang on. Yeah. So global mad animal magic, you're going to ask one of your pets to join us. We're going to run some energy and we're going to see what we can create. How much fun would that be? So until next time, what if it's your points of view that create your animals? Thank you for hanging in there with me, and we've got more coming up this week, Dr. Andy's World Radio Show. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you for choosing to listen to Dr. Andy's World. Dr. Andy will return next Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 4 p.m. Central, 3 p.m. Mountain, and 2 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until next time, how different are you willing to be with your animals, the planet,